I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every week we give our mega church. Ooh, a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff, sometimes people from our community, and I always think it's a treat, and I always think it's a treasure. And per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. Hey, hey, give me a J for Jesus, Hallie. How are you? <laughs> so blessed. How are you? How are your Climax kids, well, Gray? Well, we had such a blessed weekend with my teens in Climax because, you know, we did a really fun kind of content generation project where we went around in the Climax bus and we picked up different teens around Indianapolis and we filmed their testimonials. Awesome. Hallie, these stories... I mean, they will just melt your heart. Aww. Kids who have found Jesus and are continuing to spread the good word all over the place. Um, you know, we had this awesome camera crew. We had lights. We were just, you know, <laughs> pumping out some amazing content. So really fun. That sounds super yeah. cool. You know, and then we got pulled over. Oh, no. Weirdly, I know. Uh, I'm... Not exactly sure why, but I guess there is another bus that is called the Climax bus that goes around and the cops said that whatever they're doing on that bus with their film crew is not very Christian. What are they doing? I have no idea. I can't even imagine it. Oh, no. But yeah, so that was that was really great. But he only found godly stuff on your fun bus. That is right. And you can uh, look at uh, fun, you know, Climax fun bus on TikTok and see all those great 
clips. That's so cool and great. You had a birthday this week, right? Oh, I'm happy gonna, birthday. Thank you so much, Hallie. We have to sing happy birthday. <laughs> Actually, Hallie, you know, in Australia, we don't sing happy birthday like you Is guys that right? do. Yeah, you know, we have our own birthday song where uh, in Australia, you get to do a solo on your birthday and oh. everybody just kind of backs you up, which is really fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, do you, oh, you want to do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, I'll teach you. The, this is the Australian birthday song. Okay. Um, so first you you do the backup and then you go, oogie boogie, oogie, oogie, oogie boogie, oogie, oogie, oogie boogie, oogie, oogie, oogie boogie. Oh, great. Hey, now it's my birthday. Say a prayer for me. God has blessed my every step and he's deep inside of me. Keep it up, Hallie. Come on. I can feel his spirit. I know it's not fake. Time to spit on all the candles and blow out all the cake. Oh, that's so, so cool. So, yeah, you kind of lost your temper there, Hallie. But, yeah, that's how it's, yeah, that was, that's how it goes. Wait, so in Australia, you spit on the candles? Uh, yeah, you spit on the candles and you blow out the cake. You try to blow the cake off the table. Oh, yeah, and you ate pun- cake? Oh, no, I don't eat cake. Oh. Right. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. Well, I got to tell you, Gray, I was down at Lead Pastor Steve's Lake House in Brown County for an executive team meeting on church finances. Oh, that this sounds week. like a blast. It was so cool. And then Steve got an important call, and it turned out that he needed to be back um, to the Twin Hills campus, like stat. Oh, emergency and calls. He gets those sometimes. So he and his assistant, Kimmy, who was on the executive team meeting uh, trip, love um, Kimmy. They were going to jump in the helicopter. Because he has that landing pad down at the lake. And um, then all of a sudden, Steve stops and he goes, Hallie, you better jump in the chopper with us so I'm not alone with the lady. And uh, great. I just thought that is so cool. I love that that is where his mind goes. Right. He is like, you know what? Always thinking about it. I don't want my colleagues or anyone in the world to see me jumping in a chopper with a young lady. Um, you got to avoid the appearance of evil Hallie. at all times. It's, in the it's, Bible. it's right there in the Bible, and so I just thought it was so cool. And then I also thought it was cool that I was going to be in a, taking a helicopter ride. <laughs> totally, I didn't even know he had one of those, but that's good to know. Uh, then it was so crazy as the meeting's wrapping up. Um, Steve's nurse practitioner Delia comes running in because half of uh, like we have to take those um those awful nose swab COVID tests for these like retreat things because right. like 80% of our staff have this new variant right now. It's so annoying. So any hoodles, we'd been shoving those COVID things up into our brains, it feels like. So Delia comes running out and it turns out she's like, Kimmy, you have COVID. Oh no. <laughs> so and, she, You know, it's, it's weird because Steve's the only one who seems to really care about COVID around him. Everybody else, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, we've had it. You're going to have it. It's nothing different than the cold, you know. So she can't get in the helicopter now, but the blades are already going and we're kneeling down in the grass, approaching the passenger side door type of thing, you know. Oh, like Black Hawk Down. Yeah. And so Steve, uh, you know, Steve and I came back to Indy and the chopper together and it was so awesome, Um, you know, and he couldn't really talk when we were up in the air because he said his headset wasn't working. But, you know, the view out the window was really cool. Oh, that's cool. It was neat. Uh, well, so were you the only one on the, the chopper? Yeah, it ended up just being the two of us because, you know, Kimmy couldn't get in because of the COVID. But that, that means that you were the only lady on the chopper. Alone with Steve? Yeah. I pointed that out to him, but he said women over 40 don't count. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. 
This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Just like Jesus had a stepdad in Joseph, our guest today ministers to stepdads. It is my pleasure to introduce Timmy Birchtold. Welcome. Great to be here, guys. Thank you so much for fitting me in. You know, I had to pick up Logan from soccer, and then I, I got to get Stephanie from her trombone lesson in a little bit. So I appreciate you squeezing me in. Oh, my awesome. goodness. Well, this is such a unique thing that you were doing to me because, and I'm, I love your shirt, uh, by the way, number two dad, I guess is what that <laughs> that's says. What, yeah, yeah, with the one crossed out. And then, you know, I've added some embellishments. Uh, the kids are into crafting right now, and their mother's not really available. So I'll, you know, I'll head down to Hobby Lobby. Obviously, I want to support them any chance I get. And uh, you just pick up some hot glue and some. some some, some jewels and some gems. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, originally this, I think this just said, I love my dad, but I've, I've altered it. If you oh. notice, it's uh, it's a bit like an affliction shirt. You've bedazzled it. That is so cool. You're crafty, Timmy. I love a crafty fella. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, I believe crafting is service. I, I always right? like to say. Isn't that right? Well, you know, Timmy, I did want to jump right in with what is this uh, Joseph uh, ministry that you're doing for stepdads? Tell us a little bit about um, just the the need that stepdads have right now and uh, how you, you're attacking this this problem really uh, from a Jesus and Christ-based perspective. Uh, you know, it all started uh, accidentally about a year and a half ago. I, I was... Uh, I was uh, home with the kids. My wife was out. Uh, she's out pretty much six nights a week. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Just, you know, uh, she says it's time that she needs. And and I and I want to support that and honor that. And, uh, you know, she just needs to recharge the battery. So I'm, I'm home with the kids. And I saw my daughter, Stephanie, watching TV, my stepdaughter. Okay, I'm sorry. yeah, you do. Actually, she doesn't even really like when I use that term. Oh, really? so I, I guess I would say my, I, my bonus daughter, my oh, bonus daughter, sad. Stephanie. She was watching a program called Euphoria on HBO Max. And I saw the way they were portraying stepfathers on that show and i was i was quite frankly horrified uh disgusted and i I said is this how people see us i mean is this how people see the stepfather the you know the guy who steps in the guy who steps up you know that steps up to be a father and and i thought there's got to be others out there we're probably all in the shadows right now like little golems just hoarding our love for our stepchildren and we need to get out in the light and so i I started some fellowship in a brotherhood oh i love that now for those of us who haven't seen euphoria um i've never even heard of it how how are they portraying the stepdads? Well, I mean, uh, believe me, up until that moment, I only identified Euphoria as an emotion. Um, I did not know it was a program. But uh, I, I'll put it this way. The dads are, I don't know if we can use profanity, the dads are horny. The dads are oh. very horny. The stepdads, the regular dads, the biological dads. Basically, all the dads are bad. It's a show about bad dads, to my knowledge. I, I actually only watched about 14 seconds of the show before I was able to kind of get the gist of all of it. So... From my knowledge, the, the stepdads tend to be neglectful. They tend to be you know, chasing after the other moms, chasing after the seniors. Okay. It's just, it's not, 
Yeah, there's no God in that show. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you saw this, uh, you saw a brief glimpse of Euphoria, and we will uh, say that that wasn't an emotion for you. That was some show that you, you saw. No, that was not how I felt, no. Right. And so you took that and you started this awesome brotherhood. And what are you guys doing in in, jo- in the Joseph ministry as stepdads who are stepping up for, you, for your children? Uh, I'm sorry, for your stepchildren or your bonus kids, as you said. And, and absolutely great. Not a problem. The, the language is hard to wrap your brain around. Around because, I mean, that anyone wouldn't want to just be the biological father is always shocking to us uh, SDs, us stepdads. You know, we, 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 we wish... We wish we were the biological fathers, but a lot of times, you know, we got married in our mid forties, and you know, it was you, you, we spent a lot of time collecting comics instead of uh, courting a lady, and, and you know, and we're paying the price for that now. But uh, you know, we we start off with uh, with projects. We we believe in service first, so we do a thing called venting with venting, and that's where we'll go over to somebody's house that has some blocked ducts or some you know some HVAC heating and air conditioning that's not quite working. It's a good opportunity because there's a lot of noise that can cover up any crying or strong emotions that you have. And we'll just kind of let out our frustrations with our current situation. You know, a good friend of mine from the church, I don't know if you guys know Billy McManet. Yeah. His son or his stepson, his bonus boy, I mean, he wouldn't stop calling him Bill. You know, he was calling him oh, Bill. He wasn't no. calling, even calling him Billy. He was just disrespectful, throwing snowballs at him from the refrigerator. He's taking ice and grinding it up in one of those Snoopy snow cone makers and hawking snowballs in the summer. And, you know, Billy, Billy was upset. I mean, he was he was bawling his eyes out. So, Aww. we you know, we got his AC back down. The house is at the cool 70 degrees. And, uh, and you know, we're working on it. We're going to we're going to talk to his bonus boy. And we're uh, we're hopefully going to have a respectful tone in the house pretty soon. Awesome. I love that. So you really it's, it's just sounding to me like, you know, maybe stepdads aren't as respected uh, as as maybe a normal or regular dad is in, yeah. in this scenario. Yeah, you know, I like to think of it like a, like a football game. You know, there's the quarterback, the starting quarterback. Everybody's rooting for that guy. You know, he's, he's, he's the hero. The kids are all wearing that jersey. The sons and daughters are all wearing the jersey of their dad. Well, that quarterback, you know, he takes a random shot to the knee, blows out an ACL. Who comes in? The backup. And that's where the stepdads are. We're the backups. We're the Frank Reichs. We're the, you know, we're the, we're the Nick Foles. We're the, I, I, I'm out of references. I don't really follow football. I find it too violent. Uh, and also my ex's husband played for the Green Bay Packers. So there's a little bit oh, of, really? you know. Oh, yeah. Contentious. Yeah. You're the yeah. understudies. You, you, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. And you know what? You hear a lot about the evil stepmother, mm. you know, from Cinderella sure. or Snow White, mm-hmm. you know, but um, you never think about the plight of the stepdads. Mm. And I appreciate that, uh, Hallie. The, if you go into the archives in Germany or really any European city, there is the Grimm, the Brothers Grimm, they wrote endlessly about stepfathers, oh. but that has all been erased. I guess uh, for whatever reason, audiences just didn't respond to any stepfather driven tales. So a lot of times either the father was erased entirely stepfather was erased and replaced by a stepmother or some sort of talking animal or a tree with magical powers but if you go back to the original text most of those characters are stepfathers really wow. oh that is so fascinating you know you stepped in where uh you know kind of as the as the backup quarterback as you said tell us a little bit about how you came to meet your wife uh, i'm not sure if i caught a name yeah uh naomi my uh my moon my my precious gem my uh my world oh, uh, is that a full name is she native american she's not she's not she's um mostly canadian oh, okay. she identifies mostly as canadian but uh there's a little bit of uh french canadian as okay, well so it. she's kind of a canadian french canadian so those are names you just call her yeah okay. yeah we, we yeah those are just little pet names uh that i call her she we did 23 and me and it just kind of came back uh return to sender so we don't we don't know what happened with the sample but so 
we're not sure. I don't even know that she's that interested. I kind of just caught a little bit of saliva one day when she was uh, going to town on a porterhouse that I had Ooh. made her. So I, it was kind of almost an unasked for thing. That anyway. sounds good. Naomi's a good biblical name. I love a steak. Yeah. Oh, she, and she's a good biblical oh. wife. Uh, we met speed dating. Ooh. There was a there was a speed there was a speed dating conference. Uh, I was working security at the door. I wasn't even part of it. I was just uh, checking people in and kind of checking IDs, doing light pat downs. If anyone seemed like they had, you know, a little too much going on. And, uh, and I, I flagged her, I flagged her coming in. She had, she was in first of all, full camo, which was weird. She was in full camo green Bay. It turned out it was green Bay Packers support the vets, uh, camo gear from her ex. So that made more sense once I kind of stopped and thought okay. about it. Uh, but I, uh, I had her in an interrogation room for about two hours and that, what that turned into was basically, it was like speed dating. You know, I got to know everything about her, her ID, uh, her last known whereabouts, uh, you know, what she was planning on doing. And at first she was, she was not happy with me, but by the end, I kind of, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not proud of this. I kind of just fudged it and said like, yeah, you know, I'm interested in you. That's why I flagged you. And she was like, okay, so this is not a citizen's arrest. You have not taken me hostage. She dropped kind of any complaints that she had, and we we, we went out to the Olive Garden a couple oh. days later, and we've been together oh, ever love since. The Olive Garden, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And when did you find out that she she had uh, two bonus kids uh, or, or whatever? Oh, the bonus, yeah, the bonus kids. I found out pretty immediately, okay. uh, actually, at the Olive Garden. It was a Thursday. She was very insistent that we go on a Thursday. Kids eat free on Thursday. Oh, the kids went on a date. Yeah. And it wasn't one of those situations where they were like three dogs in a trench coat. It was a one human woman with two very obvious children by her side. And I said, <laughs> the heck's going on here? And I pretended to, you know, ID them and do the whole security guard thing as a joke. She got pretty upset about that. So I dropped that right away. So we went into the OG uh, and the four of us sat down and had a meal. And I would say about three quarters of the way through the meal, she, Naomi looked up at me and she said, you know what? I just remembered I have a previous engagement. Would you mind keeping an eye on Logan and Stephanie for a bit? Uh, honestly, I did. I did mind, but I was so, you know, you, I was so smitten that I said, yeah, sure. And, and I'll be honest, those kids were very disrespectful that first night, uh, throwing breadsticks, hurling, hurling three bean salad at me. Uh, they, Logan took a tour of Italy twice, which is, uh, is an entree there that is pr pretty decadent. It's a lasagna, a chicken parm cutlet, and then some linguine. We were there till closing time and, uh, and Naomi still hadn't returned. So, uh, I basically had to go home with the kids that night and babysit them and put them to bed. And where, where did she go that night? Did you, did you find out? You know, she's very cryptic about where she goes because, and she says this and I agree. If I think she's up to no good, then there's no trust in our relationship. Uh -huh. Like I have to just accept that she's going where she's got to go. She's going where God is directing her. She's on a path and it's a godly path. And the more questions I ask, the more I'm, you know, kind of chipping away at the integrity of our relationship. So, I mean, I've found casino chips in her jean pockets. Yeah. I've found uh, a loose cigarette here and there. I found a matchbook for a bar oh, no. that has a name that is associated with the devil, all sorts of trinkets and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, maybe she's doing community theater, you know, and those are props. Oh, sure. Actually, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would make total sense. And, you know, I think a lot of people who get into the arts are sort of embarrassed by it because you can't make a living. Right. You know, people think you're kind of weird. You do have to keep weird hours. Mm -hmm. How long were you dating before you decided to go ahead and um, get married? I mean, this is such a romantic uh, origin story. Yeah. I love it. It was a fairy tale, not to go back to the Brothers Grimm, but like an enchanted tree, I had roots down immediately. Uh, I stayed there that night. She didn't get back till 6 a.m., so I had fallen asleep on the Lazy Boy. Uh, I had Sports Center on again. I, I don't identify too much with sports, even at that point. Before I knew that she had been married to a Green Bay Packer, I still sports are so intimidating for me. You know, there's all these alpha males out there hollering, you know, just yelling at the top of their lungs, "Go this way, hit that." That wasn't a strike. 
dunk, you know? And I was like, I just can't, it's too much for me. So I, I put sports center on it. I don't know. I was probably just trying to impress her. She showed up about 6 a.m. and I was too sleepy to drive and I can't drink coffee because of a pre-existing medical condition. So I had to sleep off another five, six hours. And I'll be honest, I'm not, you know, not that, that nothing bad happened till we were legally wed. I never left. Oh, no. that is so amazing. So you were, you were under the same roof and, and just, you know, acting as a support from day one, it sounds yeah. like. So it was cool. a bit of a Tony Danza, who's the boss, Angela, Tony situation. I was, awesome. you know, uh, at first, much more of a, a babysitter, a nanny, a, house, a housekeeper. And then, you know, uh, we were dating technically you know we had gone on a date i had held her in the security briefing room for two hours that was our first date i think so you know things just kind of unfolded from there wow, wow. that is so cool have you ever had that typical standoff that a lot of step parents have with their with their bonus boys or bubble bubble kids or uh, where they say i hate you you're not my real dad you know how do you handle that Oh, I mean, I, I had a typical, and I actually had a real standoff with Logan. Uh, he had gotten to some, I have a collection of samurai swords oh, that wow. are, uh, they're, but they're military authentic. They are, they're Japanese military authentic. And Logan got to one of my swords and he held me at, at sword point for about four and a half oh, hours no. uh, on my birthday. Uh, I had asked him just for my birthday to not say any Fs, any Ss, any Ds, any other bad words. I said, Logan. I know I'm not your real father, but for my birthday, can you keep can you keep your mouth clean? Can you keep it clean? Can you can you live in the light of God? Can you let God into your heart for my birthday? And he whipped out a katana, held it to my sternum for four and a half hours, and he said he just kept repeating, "Try me, M M F, try me, M F." Oh no! And it was and is he pretty strong? Could he take you? Type of thing or like what's your weight difference? Uh, I weigh about three hundred twenty-five pounds. I'm six one. He's uh, he's four eleven, ninety-five pounds. Okay, ninety. 85, 95 pounds. I mean, we took his last checkup. I took him to the doctor said head. He was in the 90th percentile head. He's got a big head. Everything else, bottom 15 percentile, tiny body. But But, he's holding a a very heavy sword. So that gets added to his weight. So he's not just a buck. He's probably buck 75. And you're probably thinking, you know, the only way to stop a bad kid with a sword is a good guy with a sword. That's exactly also, But but then, you know, you're also thinking, hey, this is my son. Even though he's my stepson, I'm treating him like my son. So I can't just go ham on him and slice him or something. That's right. I, I certainly never considered slicing an option. I did. There is a technique where you hit the butt of the the butt of the sword to stun someone. I did consider a stun, but I got to be honest. He had me. He had me pretty prone. Uh, there wasn't really any evasive plan. And then Stephanie got in with the nunchucks, and that's when it was basically all over oh. for me. She was spinning them around like a couple of windmills. She was really just whipping was them around. Was she trying to disarm him, or was she more also against you there in that situation? I'll be, I'll be honest. At first, I thought she was trying to disarm him, and I started weeping. I mean, Aww. I was bawling my eyes out because she kept saying, not today, not today of all days, not today. We're not doing this day. And I realized she was saying, we're not celebrating your birthday today. Oh, not today. We're not celebrating no. your birthday today. Yeah. Um, but you know what? They're, they're kids. Yep. I made a lot of mistakes when I yep. was a kid. You know, yep. I turned my homework in a day late. Yep. Totally. That's true. And if you think about it, they've been so traumatized by losing their real dad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Who, who knows what type of things he taught them? He might have taught them that violence yeah. is the answer, you know? Yeah. And and they see him every week uh, on TV. You know, he's a, he's a very successful broadcaster. He's on, he's up there, you know, on the network. He's basically got a, a, a public platform every single week and they, and, and they watch him and, and everybody loves him and they're both on Twitter. They're very active on social media and it's, I asked them not to, but you know, what control do I have? And, you know, I, it's not easy, you know, because every time I say something, their dad can, you know, clap back at me uh, via broadcast television. 
oh, really? Has he shouted you out loud, live and on the air? Absolutely. I, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys are into into sports, but there was a pretty famous, uh, pretty famous moment uh, two Thanksgivings ago uh, where he told me that if I ever uh, brought another sword into the house, that he would personally. Uh, pull a Game of Thrones on me is what oh. he said. He said, "I'll pull a Game of Thrones." And I and I don't. I haven't watched that show, but I had a friend call me up and say that that could have meant several things: oh, okay. really? a melting, a beheading, a, something on a spike, a curse, a dragon ripping apart. I mean, I don't. It could have been anything. So sure, yeah, not well, good. Well, I do think, Timmy, the one thing that you can say is that you've always taken the high road. And even though right now you are on in the, uh, clearly in the fight for your life, and um, you know the, you have a lot of examples in the Bible of really great dads who have done great things, and yeah. I think you oh, can just align yourself with them. Even though I bet it sometimes you would wish, hey, I'd like a little bit of uh, whatever Job got when those kids get out of hand. You probably wish that um, you know God could uh, <laughs> you, know, you know take them off your hands yeah. for uh, for a little bit. I mean, I'll admit there's been some nights where I've said i've said contact me god give me a message give me a command but i also before we get going i want to make sure you guys sign my cast i, oh, I do need yeah. you guys to, I, to yeah both the both the arm and the leg okay. if, you, if you don't mind both of them and i meant to ask yeah. that because i have heard you know you're, you're clanging uh, uh, around a little bit yeah. what uh, what what happened there yeah, and how are you able to get around? Because you can't use crutches for the broken leg when you have the broken arm. I mean, what do you do? And I did also want to ask about the inscription on the back of the cast because I saw it when you walked in, and I I don't like to say this word out loud, but it just says uh, it was an F. It starts with an F, yeah. and uh, you know, I, so I'm wondering who wrote wrote that. How many letters? F. Uh, uh, it's actually uh, it's actually five letters, yeah. but the first four are the ones, and then it's got an O at the end. Yeah. And and the hard the hard part about that is that that was written by Logan, Stephanie, and Naomi, as well as their biological father. Uh, when we were trying to have what we called Modern Family Night, okay, which is where we all got together, their father brought his new wife, or I guess uh, existing wife, and uh, and they all just took turns. They said they were going to write something pretty special on my arm, and uh, they wrote that word "fo," if you will, yeah. uh, rhymes with "bucko." Yes, buckaroo. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, well let's let's unpack that in reverse. How do I get around pirouettes? Basically, oh, awesome. I you know for many years I was a classically trained ballerina, and oh. yeah, unfortunately I, I I heighted out and I waited out of the ballerina game uh, right around the age of nineteen. So uh, there's a pretty strict it's it's I hate to call it a mafia, but there's a there's a group in the ballet community that will they'll push you out the second you get over two hundred fifty pounds or six feet. Okay. They're, they're, you're just done. You're cooked. So. So yeah, so pirouettes, uh, that's pretty much how I get around. Uh, how did I get injured? It's tough to talk about. You could probably guess. Uh, we were doing something that the kids like to call dry sledding. That's where you you take a, a toboggan out onto a grass hill and, and uh, you go down and you see how far you can go. Logan and Stephanie said, this is so funny. This is actually the only time they've ever called me dad. They said, dad, we want you to try oh. it first so we can feel oh, safe. I love that. And I'm crying. I'm bawling my eyes out. And then they proceed to just jettison me right into an oak oh, tree. Really? They just, I mean, the, again, neither one of these kids could possibly weigh more than 95 pounds. I mean, Stephanie might weigh 60 pounds. And they pushed me with the force of, uh, you know, a professional wrestler 50 feet into an oak tree. And I got air. I mean, I didn't hit the thing on the ground. I was four feet off the ground, Chevy Chase Christmas vacation style, straight into a tree. Wow. You're lucky uh, to be alive. Amen. And that and that's and that's truly thank God was with me that day. Yeah. I mean, know? that is Christmas in July gone awry. Yeah. I'm sorry when I'm sorry yeah. that that happened had to happen. The fact that they called me dad, it you know, whatever the, the intent was after that, that was that was a win. It that means was a win. the world. 
Well, what do you have to say to other stepdads that might be in this place, which is, you know, we probably got uh, at least a handful of stepdads who listen to this and they're probably going, I, I, I deal with the same things. I deal with these kids who I just can't connect with, who won't call me dad, who call me by my first name, who hold me at knife point. And I think that that's something just to, um, you know, if there's any bit of glimmer of hope that you can give them, what would that be? There's no point in waking up looking forward to how your day is going to go. All you can do is survive. Okay. So you're mm-hmm. saying sort of stay in the moment. All you mm-hmm. can do it's step father, not leap father, not wow. bound father, not gallop father. It's one step at a time. Step. Father. Wow. That's so cool. And in your case, sometimes it's step down and it could be step down a hill. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's step down. a hill. Sometimes it's fling. Sometimes it's launch. Right. Well, Timmy, n- forgive me if this is too personal a question, but I just want to understand a little bit of the stepfather culture and how much you demand purity inside that culture. For instance, does everyone in your group have to be purely a stepfather, having never you know, planted seeds of their own, I guess you would say, um, a- elsewhere and who now happen to be like, have you any of your own seedlings out there anywhere or are you purely a stepfather? Well, that's a complicated question. Um, I did not always think that I was going to get married. Oh, yeah, sure. I did always believe that I had a genetic gift and an aptitude towards the ballet. So there was a time where I was known as a bit of a, as a breeder, as a stud in the ballet community, where I would donate uh, my essence to aspiring ballerinas wow. that would maybe want to have more ballerinas of their own. or you know, And, and that was, for me... That was a godly purpose. You know, I didn't think, first of all, you know, I no matter what I do to these eyebrows, they're connected. So, you know, that's aesthetically not appealing to women. So that was tough to date. In your 20s, people are so about looks, you know. Yep. So I thought the marriage game is out of the question for me. I got this massive brow. I kind of got a Shrek build. I just, let me just try and have a legacy by having, you know, the next generation of dancers all have a little bit of my uh, my appearance. So, so yeah, I have... I guess this is turning into a long answer. I have 45 biological is children. That right? Is that right? Wow. So some of the seeds yeah. took, I, I have guess. 45. What? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, 45 of them did. I I don't have a relationship with any of them, and that is by legal design. That is, I signed that away immediately. There there was no gray area there, no pun intended gray. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, yeah, they, they that's by design. They they absolutely eliminated any possibility of a relationship uh, with any of those, uh, those kids. Uh, but I... I keep I keep track of the ballerina trades, the ballet trades. I'm I'm subscribed to several ballet blogs. I'm I, I'm I'm in the modern dance, uh, you know, forums, and there's a few that I got to pretty Okay, good. so you do kind of keep tabs. Oh, that's, oh, so, that's so great. Good. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a there's a chunky little guy in Buffalo that's doing. He's playing the Rat King in, in the Nutcracker. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, I, I recognize I recognize that first position. I, I recognize his demi plies. I, I I can tell that he's. Uh, I think I think it's pretty obvious oh. as Birch told, but you know what? It's not in my business. I signed it away, and uh, you know, all I got I got two people to focus on. And that's Logan and Stephanie. You know, I can't let my mind wander too far. Well, maybe God gave you these um, this bubble boy and bubble girl into your life um, to honor you for having honored him with your sexual purity. Because even though you were giving away your seeds, you know, upwards of forty five times at the very least, you know what you were doing in so doing, you were avoiding having premarital sex. And I think that's very cool. So God's rewarding you. Thank you for contextualizing it that way. Cause I beat myself up pretty bad about oh, it in the past. No. I said, what did you, what were you doing? Well, you spent so many nights at home watching reruns of uh, Nash bridges when you could have been out there at the club dancing, you got this gift. Yeah. Even if you can't go pro 
dance for the people. Yeah. And you know, I don't. I sometimes I feel like if Logan and Stephanie would just let me dance for them, oh, right. you know, if they just give me thirty seconds to to just you know do one section of Swan Lake, just give me a little snippet of Swan Lake, and I could be the Swan. I could oh, be the Swan. That's so. But, Beautiful. You know what? They're not there yet. They're not ready yet. So if you could hold space for that in your hearts, yeah, I really I'll put it on the top of my prayer list. Yeah, we will pray for that. What sort of things are Logan and Stephanie into, if not ballet? Okay, Logan is into this. Uh, it's this comic called Death Note that is uh, basically you write in a book that you want someone to die, and then this demon comes and kills them. And oh, no. he's constantly telling me that I'm on his, I'm in his death oh. notes. And I'm like, Logan, uh, <laughs> you're so funny. It's a really gruesome tale. And then uh, and Stephanie... I worry about Stephanie. She, her father takes her to Hot Topic okay. a lot, uh-huh. so she's got a lot of graphic tees from from bands. That I don't think she really understands My Chemical Romance stuff like that. Where I'm like, that's not music. But, that, you know, listen, listen to some jars of clay yeah, with me. Please. You know, listen to listen to a little Engelbert Humperdinck Thank with you. me. You know, let's throw it back. Let's keep it. You know, how about I put some Mel Torme records on and we just dance, Stephanie? Yeah. We just dance. And she'll do this thing. It's so funny. She'll pretend to spit. She'll she'll hiss like a snake. And she'll, pss, pss, pss. and then I just I know that's time to back yeah. off. You know, give her space. Oh, wow. Well, that takes a real emotional intelligence, you know. Raising kids is so hard. And, Timmy, um, I, I just wanted to ask because I think you're one of the most unusual men I've ever met. And I mean this in the best possible way because you've mentioned both having an emotional life where you experience feelings that make you cry. And you've mentioned crying a right, few I times today. That. And you may be the first guy I've ever met that cries. And you've mentioned ballet and that combination of being a ballerina. Is it called a ballerina if it's a boy or is it a ballerino or how do you go? It's actually, it's, it's actually a ballerina. Oh, cool. So being a ballerina yeah, yes. and being an emotional yes. creature, um, it, it seems highly unusual for a fella. And I just was wondering, do you get bullied and tormented for being both emotional and a ballerinist? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. every day. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But you know what? When I pirouette, when I spin, nothing can touch me. Mm-hmm. I'm an F5 tornado. As they say in Twister, I'm the finger of God. Wow. I'm spinning so fast, nobody can get near me. And the ones that do get near me, they're in my safe zone. They're in the void. I keep them safe. I spin around them. So that no one can get to them. There's cows flying. There's trucks flying. Pieces of fence spinning all around me. And there they are. They're safe right here. Right in my arms. Right in that void. That is awesome. I love that image. And I think, you know, as a stepdad, I think a lot of stepdads could, I mean, I'm not a stepdad, but I think a lot of stepdads could take that image and go, totally, there is a tornado every time I walk in the door with a bunch of kids that are not mine, uh, just because I had to get with this lady. Mm. And even though that feels like a storm here inside, because I've got Jesus and in my heart, there is a calm and a patience that I can use with these kids to give them an awesome life, because that's what you're doing. You're really mentoring, uh, you know, you're really mentoring Stephanie and Logan uh, to a relationship with Christ. And I think they're going to turn around one day and say, thank you. Thank you for doing that, even though, you know, A, I tried to stab you, or B, I tried to spit at you. Yeah, well, God bless you for saying that. And I and I, I hope you're right. I'm banking on that. I'm not a betting man. You know, I, I, I think, you know, games of chance are obviously forbidden, unless it's a church-funded casino night for a charitable cause. But I... I got all my chips on that roulette spot, uh, so to speak. You know, yeah. I hope it lands on, on on dad. I hope the ball spins around and it lands on dad. Yeah. Well, if I might offer you a word basket of encouragement, Timmy, I think it's really cool that you're in touch with your emotions. And in fact, I wanted to ask you because it could help me as a very emotional person who I cry a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. I cry a lot. And a lot of times I feel like I have to go hide it because people are going to think it's unprofessional. People are going to think it's this, that, or the other. Like, what do you do when you cry? How do you manage it? And how do you experience it or hide it, so to speak? Well, I call, I call it the the three S's. Okay, the shower, uh-huh. the cry in the shower. Okay, the centra, 
You cry in your Nissan Sentra or the sanctuary. You cry in a small place inside our beautiful giant church, a small corner, the shower, the Sentra, the sanctuary. You find those spots. You make a little cry palace of your own there. You let it all out. Sure, you got some water under your eyes. You look, you're real flush in the face. You're choked up. What's going on? Oh, I just did 15 jumping jacks. I, I'm a little I'm a little flush. I just did 15 jumping jacks. I was so moved by Christ that I leapt into the air yes. with both arms spread 15 times, and now I'm sweating, and that's all there is. No further questions. Nothing to see here. That is so, so cool. So yeah, shower, centra, sanctuary. That, I'm going to make a note of that, Timmy. And then also, I just want to ask before we let you go, because you mentioned at the top that in this Euphoria uh, movie, um, that all the stepdads were shall we say, you know, aroused by, you know, I don't know, uh, juicy behinds or, or, or nice breasts on a gal or, or, or these kids really? who are still in high school. And I just was wondering, speaking of like maintaining purity, how do you keep all the fellas in your stepdad group, all your Josephs, how do you keep all of them from being aroused or quote unquote horny or, you know, excited by, you know, school kids or whatnot? All right, I, I hesitate to reveal trade secrets, but there's, uh, you know, the fish place, uh, uh, Culver's? Love that. I love they do the Culver's. Fish, the walleye yeah, fish yeah, fries. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I read an article in Popular Science Magazine that the walleye that they use have a natural testosterone uh, destabilizer, a oh. de-escalator. So I encourage my group to have walleye three to five times a week because I find it dociles the male. You know, it, it kind of makes the bear safe for people to watch at the zoo. So we're having Culver's walleye three to five nights a week. And that kind of just keeps them, I don't, you know, I want to say it keeps them in a, in a trance or a coma, but it definitely, I will say it, it, it turns the flame down a little bit. Oh, you know? Good to know. It's the opposite of an aphrodisiac. That is right. That yes. Is so cool. Timmy Birchtold was played by the lovely Tommy Bechtold. What a treasure. You can check him out on the new Rockstars YouTube channel and follow him at Tommy Bechtold. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. 